Hello, welcome to The Green Desk. This is a podcast brought to you by Green Earth Sustainability Consulting, a sustainability and ESG consulting firm based in Zimbabwe. We hope to teach you a couple of things about sustainability and related topics. To learn more about the services we offer and the various packages, please feel free to visit our website at www.gesc.co.zw. Hi friends, welcome to yet another podcast episode of The Green Desk. My name is Nyasha Masuku and today we will be talking about the things that you can do to reduce your carbon emissions. So if you're probably here and listening to this, it's probably because you came across the LinkedIn video that we made or shared on LinkedIn. By we, I am speaking on the greater behalf of Green Earth Sustainability Consulting. But if you also came across the post from my personal page, which is Nyasha Masugu, then you probably do remember the video. If you haven't had a chance to take a look at the video, I will give you a rundown of what the video actually encompasses, or in summary, what the video is all about. So the video is about the carbon footprints that each of us actually has and um your carbon footprint is basically the total emissions of greenhouse gases that you produce and release into the atmosphere and which consequentially contribute to climate change and um this is to say every person actually has an impact on climate change it's not just the big mining companies that actually affect climate change or affects the atmosphere and it's not just your printer at work that's doing all the work and you simply have no no role in all that damage that's happening to the environment each of us if you remember last podcast episode each of us actually does play a role in contributing to climate change you and I both play a major significant role in the people who are suffering from floods in Malawi and um, the people who experience wildfires and the people who experience droughts, we all have a role to play. And so this episode podcast, this podcast episode is really here to show you the things that you can do to actually reduce your carbon emissions. And that's why we're here today. So the first thing that you can do, um, if you remember watching the video, we did mention that your carbon footprint comes from your transportation, comes from heat, from it comes from heating and cooling, it comes from food, the production and disposal of the food, it comes from the laundry and your fashion habits, it comes from the things that you do that just add carbon or any greenhouse gases to the atmosphere so we'll be going through one of those um we'll be going through each of those and actually giving you corrective measures so the first thing that actually contributes a lot of carbon emissions is your electrical gadgets yep you heard that right so basically each and everything that you have that is electrical actually contributes to carbon um if you carbon emissions if you cook by let's say electric stove then what you significantly do there is you are using up electricity which has to be produced so the more electricity you demand or that your gadgets actually demand the higher your um, electricity usage and consequently your carbon emissions so whenever you use electricity 
fossil fuels have to be burnt especially if you're not using any renewable energy which is something we're going to also talk about perhaps later or just now if you're not using renewable energy like wind energy or solar energy or um hydro energy it means that um the electricity that is supplied to your house is probably a result of coal it's probably like coming from coal and if that's the case then you demanding more electricity means more coal has to be burnt and so more carbon is emitted by the very act of burning that coal to produce electricity that you need so one of the things that you can do is to switch off all your electricals when you're not using them i remember growing up we would get um these these i don't know whether to call them adverts or whether to call them notices but you'd get a notice on the television and they would ask you to switch off all swimming pool pumps or boreholes electricity electrical geysers and all that stuff if they're not in use just to reduce the demand of electricity that is supplied to your house and this goes a very long way because electricity does actually contribute a lot to carbon emissions the other thing you can do is to finish your food. So if you remember watching the video, um, the production of food and disposal of the food itself actually has very high carbon emissions. So whether when you go to the shopping or the shopping, um, whether you when you go to a supermarket or you go to a farmer's market and you come across a stall where they're selling veggies, and you see that there's a deformed fruit there there's a deformed carrot which does not look this doesn't look the way you want it to look and then you leave it there and then eventually no one buys it um what happens then is that carrot has to be thrown away and as it decomposes it actually adds gas to the atmosphere and these gases are harmful they contribute to global warming and so every time you are given something, you're given a carriage that doesn't look the way that you look, it doesn't mean that it tastes different. It just looks different. And so segregating fruits based on their shape or their size is also something that directly impacts the environment. So when you go to the shop and you buy groceries and you leave fruits because you don't like how they look, just because you don't like how they look and not because the taste is any different you in a way actually continue the cycle of food discrimination and i think it's fao food um i think it's i think it's foul they have a they made a video a short reel about how about how much you segregating against foods and discriminating against foods actually adds a lot of pressure to the planet so one thing you can do is to just buy the fruit you know if the carrot looks like it's a c it's, if it looks c-shaped and yet you're used to seeing just properly formed carrots just buy the c-shaped carrots it doesn't make it doesn't mean that it tastes any different the other thing that is related to food is to finish your food simple i think this is just a very important factor just based on being human it's inhumane to throw away food because other people actually don't have any food to eat at all so if you won't do it for the planet then at least do it for the people who don't have food but 
bottom line is the decomposition of the food that is cooked and then left and thrown away is very detrimental because it adds greenhouse gases to the atmosphere which do eventually lead to global warming so for all those times that you put too much food in your place and you don't finish that food you actually contribute to someone who's suffering the consequences of a flood in malawi yes it's actually true it's a thing finish your food if you remember being a child in your household they told you to finish your food it probably didn't mean from an environmental perspective but it actually does have environmental impacts and that's something you need to consider the other thing you can do is to be economic with your fuel um, obviously, if you are in Africa where fuel is very expensive, then you obviously by now have mastered the act or the tactic of actually reducing your trips when you can because fuel out here is very expensive. However, if you haven't reached this point, as perhaps would be the case for many who are listening to this podcast, I would just like to encourage you to limit the number of trips you make, especially if you're going to drive. I know on this side of the world, it is very, um, it's a big ask to ask people to use their bicycles to go somewhere because the roads are not great and we don't have many cycling tracks or many cycle tracks. But if you can actually walk to a certain place, then take, take that chance to walk. If you can actually cycle to the place, take the chance to cycle. And I think this is something we need to discuss in the future. Um, it would obviously require a paradigm shift in the society and how we perceive biking and walking. But this is something that definitely dramatically reduces the pressure on the environment and the planet because a lot of our emissions actually come from the transportation sector. And while we're on this transportation sector issue, if you are a frequent flyer, you perhaps have noticed that when you book a flight with most airlines nowadays, they give you the option to pay an extra small fee to offset your carbon footprint. So you're using an airplane and um, obviously there's a lot of carbon emissions associated with that travel with flying a plane. And so if you want to offset your carbon emissions, you can actually pay a small extra fee to offset your carbon footprint and this is really beautiful so if you're a frequent flyer i would advise you and encourage you to pay that extra fee it does go a long way in making sure that they buy carbon offsets and um, trees are planted to ease the pressure on the plant and also aid in carbon sequestration the next thing you can do is to okay this is going to be very very interesting for a lot of people but you could actually hand wash your clothes where you can try to hand wash your clothes. I know it's more convenient to machine wash your clothes and just use the dryer to dry your clothes because you're busy and there's a lot of things that require your attention. But hand washing actually does save a lot of pressure on the on the planet because whenever you use your your dryer and your washing machine, that means a lot of electricity is consumed by those high power essentials by those high power appliances and so reducing the pressure on the planet by reducing your demand for electricity means that you in a way of you in a way reduce your carbon footprint if you're in africa getting someone to do your laundry and wash your clothes and iron your clothes perhaps or just use a steamer to straighten your clothes could be way more um 
helpful to some other people because other people actually do this for a living they wash your clothes for a living and i'm not talking about those laundromats where you go and just drop off your clothes and your clothes are washed by a machine but where people actually um ask you to to wash your clothes and then you pay them essentially the same amount of money that a laundromat would require from you so a very a very advisable thing to do would be to find someone who hand washes your clothes that way you help them and then you um uplift someone and help them make a living and also you reduce the impact on the environment so if you're knowledgeable about esg by now you have noticed that this covers both the e and the s parts which are very very important something else you can do to reduce your carbon emissions is to buy sustainable fashion now, if you're a woman, I know that this is very um, useful and also problematic for two reasons. The first reason is that fast fashion is very cheap, essentially why it's called fast fashion. If you have no clue, fast fashion is basically um, cheap clothing that is produced by large companies which take off which take up a more of a, a sweatshop mentality when producing the clothes. So they're produced by cheap labor, which means already the societies where these clothes come from is not, um, the societies are not benefiting as much as they should from the business activities of these companies. And also they cut corners in the bid to reduce the final cost. So there's use of sweatshops, there's use of um, really cheap transportation, which would also come back to when we talked about transportation and carbon emissions. They use the cheapest form of transport, they use the cheapest available labor, and um, they just sell stuff at a really low cost because the cost of producing these things is low and the quality of the the products sold is also low so you find that you buy a pair of jeans today you wear it five six seven times and by the time you wear it, it's maybe the 15th time it's already too bad to wear if this does sound familiar if you have encountered something like this then you understand in a very practical way what i mean when i say fast fashion so fast fashion is basically cheap clothing cheap quality clothing you can't wear it for a very long time because the quality does not permit you to so the more you require new clothing to be produced if you just listen to a few um to what i said a few seconds ago the supply chain of fast fashion clothing items is carbon emission intensive how do you know that this is sustainable fashion that this is sustainable fashion um sustainable fashion basically means you either thrift or you invest in really good quality clothes which will last you for a very long time and reduce the amount of clothing you have to buy in the west people have started being more minimalist when it comes to fashion and that's still a trend that hasn't really reached us in Africa on this side of the world because we still associate having like fewer clothes with poverty and we're just not there yet. Understandably so, to be honest. I mean, they're evolving because they have had the chance and the opportunity to buy lots of clothes and realize, hey, I actually want to have fewer clothes. So um, where it's possible, you could try thrifting. You could try buying secondhand where possible. I personally don't know where I stand with um, buying secondhand because I'm very particular about what I wear. However, other people are not as particular. And so buying secondhand would be very, very sustainable. 
and um, if you're not buying sustainably sourced items, if you're not buying if you're not buying um, thrift, then you should definitely consider investing in more durable fabrics and more durable clothing items. The last thing I will cover is um, using natural air for cooling. If you use natural air for cooling, you obviously reduce the amount of electricity you require for air conditioning. And so when you get into the house, instead of just lighting your air conditioner, perhaps consider opening the windows and allowing your room to be naturally aerated by natural air. It's there for a reason. And if you perhaps stay in a neighborhood where you feel there is no fresh air which is cool enough, then this perhaps is because there's not enough trees. And so something you can do to actually combat this is to plant trees. Perhaps plant two, three trees each Saturday. Invest in your community. As a community, you can pull resources together and actually buy trees which then allow you to enjoy that natural cooling. That's pretty much it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We definitely hope that this episode helped you. If you would like to team up with us and collaborate with us at Green Earth Sustainability, we would be very glad to come and educate your employees about what they can do to reduce your carbon emissions because ESG is beyond the office. It also goes into lifestyle. We would be really happy to work with you and come up with packages that are suitable to educate your employees. Thank you so much for tuning into The Green Desk. We hope you learned something new about sustainability. If the podcast taught you something new, would you please consider sharing with an associate in your professional network? Please feel free to visit our website at www.gesc.co.zw to learn more about the various services we offer. Thanks a lot.